broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. And I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria, and Jehu the son of Nimshi, who shall anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha the son of Shaka of Abba you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu be put to death, and the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen in front of him. And he was with the twelve. Elisha passed by him and cast his cloak upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elisha and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again. For what have I done to you? And he returned from following him, and took the yoke of oxen, and sacrificed them, and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen, and gave it to the people, and they ate it. Then he arose and went after Elijah, and assisted him. This is the word of the Lord.
Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not, will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. We rise with the singing of the Alleluia verse. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. This 
inside the big room, you see it, invite the youngsters, the congregation, the visitors, and young part and so
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was in seminary at St. Louis, often after chapel, a squadron of F-15 fighter jets would fly over fairly low, and we'd say, that's the sound of freedom. They're pretty loud. Freedom. What is freedom? A teenager wants to go out with her friends and her parents say no. The teenager gets angry and longs for the day that she moves out so she will have the freedom to do what she wants to do. School students wait for the last day of school so they can begin summer vacation. No more homework, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students long for freedom to do what they want to do. A man counts down the days until his retirement when he'll no longer have to get up early and commute to work and have to listen to all the people telling him what to do. He longs for the freedom to do what he wants to do. Simply put, freedom is being able to do what you want to do. Soon we'll celebrate our freedom as a nation on July 4th when we began to throw off the rule of the King of England and establish our own constitutional government. Our forefathers fought for our freedom to do what we want to do. As they were establishing this nation, the founding fathers must have really wondered, how well will this work? John Adams, the second president of the United States, said our constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Now, why would John Adams say that? What was he worried about? I believe it has a lot to do with our reading today from Galatians 5. For freedom, Christ has set us free. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. Freedom is being able to do what you want to do. So the big question, the huge question, the question with eternal consequences is, what do you want to do? You, Christian, have been set free by the blood of Jesus. You are free to do what you want. What do you want to do? When you're faced with this question, ask yourself two additional questions. Who am I and where am I heading? Who am I? Where am I heading? Who are you? Are you a slave to your desires? Are you a, a child of the world? Are you a follower of the devil? Where are you headed? Are you on the road to hell? Are you seeking out immoral sexual activity? Do you pursue spiritual adultery by following after other gods? Do you seek wisdom from the dark forces of the world? Do you break relationships with others and feed division and anger and hatred? Do you overindulge in alcohol? Do you gather with others who pursue works of evil and encourage each other to sin? 
Is this who you are? Is this your identity? Are you bound for eternal damnation? No. No, no, no. A thousand times, no. Who are you? You are a baptized child of God. Your sins have been forgiven by Jesus on the cross. You have been set free by the blood of Christ. Because Jesus rose from the dead, you will rise from the dead to eternal life. You have renounced the devil and all of his works and all of his ways at your baptism and your confirmation. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That is who you are. And where are you going? You have a reserved seat at the wedding feast of the Lamb in His kingdom. You are bound for eternal life in heaven with the Lord. So Christian, you have freedom in Christ. What do you want to do? You want to love your neighbor as yourself. Often when you're trying to make a decision or evaluate your behavior, it's easy to start thinking in categories such as, is this a sin? Is that a sin? And certainly we need to be aware of sin. But perhaps a better question is, does this show love for my neighbor? Am I loving my neighbor? You are free in Christ. And freedom is tricky. Living in the freedom of Christ, there is temptation to go back to the old ways. Vicar Yeager hopefully will learn during his year with us how to better live in this freedom, how to teach others how to live in this freedom. For it is an ongoing challenge. The devil is actively trying to get you to abuse your freedom. You say, I'm free. I can do what I want to do. But then you find out that it is not what the true you wants to do. You find that you're doing what your old, dead, sinful self wants to do. You will struggle with temptations because you're a natural born sinner and sin comes easily to your old self. But this is no longer who you are. When you have given in to the temptation to sin, do not give in to the temptation to despair and give up. Or the temptation to become self-righteous and think, well, my sin's not as bad as that other guy. Instead, get on your knees and bring your sins to the Lord Jesus and know that he sets you free from the condemning power of the law. Hear the words of absolution. Receive the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. For your sin has been taken away. You are free. Live in the freedom of Christ. In our epistle lesson today, we have a warning about freedom. And St. Paul is very clear. But I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do.
And to be extra clear, Paul lists the sins of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, or probably better, carousing, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul lists three sexual sins, two sins of follow, following false gods, eight sins of division and anger and fighting, and two sins of overindulgence. I fear that it's too easy to get caught up thinking only about sexual sins or sins of overindulgence and let your guard down on idolatry and division. You certainly need to be aware of the temptation to sexual sin and drunkenness and decadence. But you also need to be very much on guard against fearing, loving, and trusting something other than the true God. Beware also of letting, beware of falling into a life of letting differences tear people apart. It is so easy to fall into a life of fighting and anger, and it consumes you. On Friday, the Supreme Court overturned the Roe v. Wade decision and the Planned Parenthood v. Casey decision regarding abortion. States now have the authority to regulate and forbid abortion. And we give thanks for this huge step in the defense of human life from conception to natural death. It is a time of joy. But it is also a time where many in our nation are angry and frustrated. This is a moment to speak the truth in love, without gloating or stoking division and anger and hatred. It's a time of prayer, as Jesus teaches in Matthew 5. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You are free in Christ. Freedom means doing what you want to do. What do you want to do? Who are you? Where are you headed? Paul clearly warns not to live a life fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Do not embrace sin as your lifestyle or the goal of your life, as if you're a child of the devil bound for hell. This is not who you are. This is not your future. Who are you? You are a baptized child of God set free by the blood of Jesus. Where are you going? You are bound for eternity with the Lord in heaven. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Love your neighbor. Bear fruit in your walk with the Spirit. Bear the fruit of joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness, self-control. And this fruit is not an event. It's not a sporadic, occasional activity. It is your lifestyle. It's your goal of life because of who you are and where you're going. You are free in Christ. Freedom means doing what you want to do. What do you want to do? Love your neighbor. Walk by the Spirit. And bear the fruit of the Spirit because you are a baptized child of God. Because you are on your way to heaven. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We remain seated for the creedal solo.
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, according to the usual custom of the church, Caleb Yeager had been assigned to Emmanuel Lutheran Church as a vicar. As a student assigned to our congregation, he will continue his education in preparation for service to the church as a called worker. Hear what the Word of God says about those who serve in the church. Yeah. 
to serve as vicar in this congregation under the supervision of the pastor, undertaking the assignments as one who seeks training in the office of the holy ministry. If so, the answer, I am with the help of God. I am with the help of God. Caleb, I install you as vicar at Emmanuel Lutheran Church in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Congregation, please rise. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, who sent laborers into your hearts, grant your blessings to Caleb, who now begins his vicarage in our congregation, so that your word may bear much fruit for the growth of your church. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Go in the name of the Lord. Be steadfast, immovable, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Your mighty and merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Our prayers today, remember Sean Miller, the Lord's Bowman's daughter, has serious back issues. Rob Schwann, awaiting hip replacement on Tuesday. Natalie Reeder has vision concerns. For Lou Ann Hill, who has recovered from a stroke. For Diane Selmeyer, whose sister-in-law has several health issues. For the family of Raymond Sandler, Mary Lou's son, who died this last week. For the family of Dorothy Catherine Bogle's sister, who died on Monday. For Carolyn Schulman, who had broken her hip and recovering at Berkeley. For Marie Wilcox, Pam Camp's cousin, recovered from a broken hip and awaiting surgery. For Martin Rose, Vicar Taylor's aunt, who suffered from pneumonia-like symptoms. And for Dave Schulman, who's been hospitalized with a hospital heart issue. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For boldness and prayer that the Church would have the zeal of Jesus Christ who set his face to go to Jerusalem and would not be deterred from the way of the cross. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For all pastors and church workers that their labor proclaiming God's steadfast love, announcing freedom from the yoke of slavery to sin and pointing all toward the cross of Christ may never be in vain. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Christian homes that they would never be a stumbling block to the kingdom of God, but instead would serve as a place of growth in the fruit of the Spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For our president, governor, legislature, and magistrates of God have granted insight and wisdom, direct them to punish evildoers, reward the righteous, and strive for peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For Sean, Rob, Natalie, Luann, Diane, Raymond Stanley, Dorothy Stanley, Carolyn, Marie, Margie, and Dave, and all the requests of prayer that God would be to them a refuge in times of trial, granting healing, strength, and comfort. Let us pray to the Lord. For all the communion state, that God would thereby graft into our hearts the love of his name and the fruit of the Spirit to express love for God by bearing fruit for our neighbor's good. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord. 
the church of Jesus Christ, that her eyes may always be fixed on him and the way of his cross, that she would be spared from hindrance and distraction, and that her freedom in the gospel would not become an excuse for sin and vice, but an opportunity for love and service. Let us pray to the Lord. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord.
that whoever believes in should not perish, but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemn the sin of Adam and you break the forbidden fruit, and you justly bar them all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy, you promise salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that you may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name as he is promised.
Preserve your true faith unto life everlasting. Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven. Preserve you in true faith and life ever.
without your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. 